Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 217 and the amazing Iron Garlic is back on the show today. Hi, this is Iron Garlic. You are listening to the Heart Cells Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. I can't wait to dive into this episode because I really want to know what's positive manipulation. When I hear manipulation, I shrink. It feels tight. It feels like, no, I don't want to go there. But I know that Ian has only best intentions. So let's find out what he is talking about and how we need to understand what positive manipulation is, what it has to do with video, what it has to do with your business, because Ian really knows what he's talking about. He's the go-to expert in video marketing and storytelling. He has written three best-selling books in marketing has recorded over 250 episodes of his epic garlic marketing show and has created over 10 marketing courses and produced more than 2,000 videos for his clients. So let's tune in and pick his brain and make sure you have a pen and paper so you can take notes and most of all, do something with those notes. Take action and have fun with today's episode. Well, I'm super excited to have you back on the show, Ian. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be back. Yeah, I loved our conversation because you've been an entrepreneur, like basically from the get go. <laughs> you came as mm -hmm. an entrepreneur into this world, growing up in an entrepreneurial household. So selling is kind of ingrained and it seems like you're doing it naturally. <laughs> and in the last episode, we talked about positive manipulation. And I think that's a really interesting concept that people probably need to think about and understand because when we hear the word manipulation, it feels like, oh, I don't want to go there. That's bad. That's unethical. But we were talking about positive manipulation where you help people to make a decision for something that they really truly need and they need maybe your help. I mean, at the end of the day, they decide themselves, but they need your help to go through that process and to understand what you as an entrepreneur company can do for them. So can we talk a little bit about why it's so important to use it and how you differentiate what's good manipulation and what's bad manipulation? Sure. So how you use it? Well, I mean, the, one of the biggest things to understand is, is the human brain is an emotional machine. And by that, I mean, there's a lot of emotional responses we have happened that we don't understand are happening that got us to where we are as a species. Because, you know, it, and there's a lot of neuroscience behind this. There's a lot of research. You know, I have Paul Zak on who talks about, you know, how storytelling manipulates and storytelling, actually, a, a, it, it's one of my favorite things because Paul Zach, you know, did um, blood studies while people were do, watching videos. And if you have a positive dramatic arc, meaning that you you do it the pro, you tell the story the right way versus something that's a flat narrative, you, it was something like an eighty percent increase in cortisol and oxytocin. Which the cortisol and oxytocin, when they come together, so cortisol is the fear, oxytocin is the pleasure. When you have both of them, you have an increase in empathy. The increase in empathy directly related to someone making a positive decision about anything. So if I make you feel more empathetic right now, Christine, 
I can then ask you to donate and you are going to be more likely to donate. Even if that story had nothing to do with it, that is manipulation. I mean, I am manipulating your chemicals. Mm. And so if you're doing that to get donations for a worthy cause, if you're doing that because you are selling a course that you know will help these people, and if they believe in it, you know this certain person will take action and help people. Like, the, like I was talking about with the blueprint that we talked about before. I know that people will, if they do everything in it, will transform their businesses. And so I will do whatever it takes within the realm of ethics. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say you're going to make a million dollars next week. That would be unethical manipulation. I'm not going to give you... Um, I'm not going to say I'm making a, you know, and one of the things I see a lot, especially in the e-com world, um, and people selling e-com is saying, Oh, I, you know, I'll show you how to make a million dollars this year. Well, I know a lot of people that made a million dollars and, or had a million dollars in revenue and had $1.5 million in expenses, right? That's unethical manipulation. If you're saying I'm, you're gonna make a million dollars, not saying, guess what? You're not taking any of that home. So I think there, there's those two, but when it comes to the science of video, the science of marketing, you know, there's Robert Cialdini and influence. He, he has all of his weapons of influence. Those are, those are things that we cannot resist. Video is one of those things we cannot resist. The mere exposure effect. If we see someone's face and if we see someone's, um, hear someone's voice over and over again, we are ingrained to think they are our friend. And that's why video is so important. Video is a form of manipulation. If you get in front of there and you provide value and get them to watch your videos over and over again, they are going to buy from you more often, faster, and spend more with you. But if you're doing the right thing and servicing them, isn't that worth it? If you're really changing their lives, if you're making their life, you know, even if the, here's the thing, a lot of people, you know, I have clients that are like, well, this isn't working. I'm like, Oh yeah, let's take a look at that. And I, I've all of a sudden I'm like, well, it seems to me like you spent a hundred thousand dollars and you made $300,000. Like, yeah, but I wanted a 10 to one return that you can't, you've got to put that stuff out of your head because you're going to hear that you're going to say, Oh, this isn't working. But if you know, if people do it the right way, they're getting at least a two to one result over five years from what you're giving them manipulate away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everybody, like, if you ask that question, like, if you would pay $10 and you would, I would give you 100, would you do it? Like, everybody would do it. Right? I yep. mean, that's like the total no brainer. So the question is, like, what, how do you serve people that if they give you $10 with whatever you do, they get at least 11, 12, 15, 20, $100 back, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. it, it will enrich their life. It gives them more opportunity. It gives them more impact and reach. And I, I see that with my clients. Like they're so heart-centered. They have amazing gifts that need to go out into the world. But when they can't sell, then, you know, they keep it for themselves. That's, that's yeah. pretty selfish. Like get yep. out of your own way and offer what you have to offer to the world in a way that enriches them but also that helps you to have a business instead of a hobby and then to grow mm -hmm. your business and to really have that impact because the, the more money your business has, the more impact and choices you have. And I think yep. it, that it does go all together. It's like, it's a holistic thing. You cannot just, you know, have it 
in little compartments. Nope, nope. And any one of these gurus that you see, I know a lot of them. They're all amazing salespeople. They're all, there's not one of them out there that is, was just great, so good that they brought everyone in front of them. I mean, they are all great salespeople and they sold stuff and they sell it more and then they get used to selling it higher and higher and higher. And there's plenty of people I know out there that are better skilled coaches, better skilled consultants. I mean, I've worked with the top coaches in the world and I've met people that aren't paid anywhere near as much. They're just as good, if not better. Um, but you have to, have to, have to sell. You, you have to. And I get very frustrated when anyone set, thinks they're in business and not a salesperson. You're, until there's a sale, there's, there's no business. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I 100% agree. Uh, no sale, no business. You have a hobby, right? And a hobby is usually not as impactful as a business. Because mm -hmm. you, you do it for yourself. You, you make yourself happy. That's what a hobby is, but you don't have that impact. Not the 10 people, not the hundred or maybe thousands, or, you know, there are people out there that influence hundred thousands, millions of people in a very positive way. So mm -hmm. when, when you look at that and all the, like, let's say coaches and consultants, you know, and you know, some are really great salespeople. They make that difference. What are their secrets? Like what, what can, what do they do or what, do you see them doing that the others are not? Are they better storytellers? Do they use more video? Do they have some better sales pages? Like what, what is it? I mean, number one is focus. The, the best ones get super focused and sell one thing over and over and over and over and over again. Um, I, I would say that's a big one, getting better at it, getting focused at your audience. You know, we, you want to serve everyone. You're like, this is for everyone. The guys that are really good got super focused on their audience first. You know, I, I think back to Tony Robbins and, you know, he was super focused in his audience when he first started out. Uh, the, the more focused you are in your audience and who you sell to, the better you'll get. Um, then understanding, they have a really, really strong understanding of the person's situation. You know, when I, when I developed the storyboard blueprints, I, it was, I was, I was really good at marketing, but I didn't understand exactly the mechanisms behind that. And I look back, I was, I was a math major in college. Um, at my beginning of it, I graduated degree in economics, but you know, understanding why the math worked was crucial to becoming really good. So I, I'm like, well, I had to understand how the marketing worked and I start really listening to the best salespeople. And when they tell story, when they told stories, the stories were very situational. You know, they would tell the story about that moment in time, that person that sat down next to me, this person that did this, this person that sent me the letter and, you know, telling about their kids and what was happening at that moment and when they went home, what happened. So yes, they are great storytellers too. Um, I, those are the big ones. And then, like you said, asking for the sale, you know, don't ask for the sale right away, but they always, always, always ask for a sale at some point and aren't afraid to do it after they provide value. Yeah, they're not, they're not shying away or forget about it even. No, no, not shying away at all. And, and I've seen some people take it over the top where I, I feel like they push the sale too hard. But anyone that's listening to this, you're not going to push the sale too hard. If you're The only time I'd say you're pushing the sale too hard is if you're asking for money for people that genuinely don't have it. 
but most people you're talking to have the money. Even if they say they don't have the money, they, they, they do. Now, if someone's broke and you're like, here's this thing that's gonna make a million dollars and you're telling them to go you know, leverage all their credit cards to get your course, I, I, I don't like that. But yeah. for the most part, if you're talking to someone, if you're talking to a business owner or someone that has money and you're asking for a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, ten thousand dollars that you know will make them a hundred thousand dollars in the next five years, ask for it, get it, you deserve it, and you can help more people. Yeah, totally. So, how do you deal then with with setbacks in your business? I mean, business the business journey is interesting, and I I don't know who said it. I don't know who to give credit to to this one, but becoming an entrepreneur is the best self-development journey that you can be on. <laughs> so uh, uh, how, how do you deal with the setbacks in the business? Well, after I scream and punch something, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, that could be a start. Let it out. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm always, it's, it's funny. It's, it's almost cliched and I, I say it too much here in my business. It's, I'm like, there's no problems. There's just solutions. And, and we need to be like, look, what's the solution to this? Where did we go wrong? What could we have done better? What can we learn from this? And what's the solution? Because everything, every set, quote unquote setback is just, it's pointing you in a different direction. It's going, yeah. hey, I shouldn't go that way. Or I did something wrong. Let me fix that. You know, and I've, I've been through massive setbacks. I've been through little setbacks. The faster you can go, you know what? This, something went wrong. Let's figure it out and make it better. The faster you'll grow. And that's what, You know, I always think of when, when I really get back, think about it, you know, think about the, the, we might have talked about this before, but you know, the trip to the moon, NASA's trip to the moon, you know, billions and billions and billions of dollars spent the smartest people, like 5,000, the smartest people in the world working on this and how many setbacks they have, people dying, explosions, uh, you know, failed liftoffs. And then when they get out into space, they're off course 98% of the time. Think about that, 98% of the time. And how these are all very precise factors, right? It's physics. It's not human, you're not dealing with human environments. You're not dealing with super complex chaotic systems like we do in business. So know that even with the best laid plans, you've got to alter every time. And that's what I, you know, I think back to, I'm like, listen, I'm just learning. And I'm going to make this better. And this is what's going to make me better than everyone else is going past this and not getting, not hitting it. Yeah. I, I love that. Like it's a, it's a constant journey of learning and developing and growing. And I always say, well, if you don't grow, basically you die or you, you know, become the zombie <laughs> because mm -hmm. if you don't leave that comfort zone, no matter how cozy it is in there, you will not live your full potential. So you got to do something and you got to learn. And I love yep. your approach of, you know, asking what's, what's the solution? What could I do better next time? Or how can I fix the situation? And depending what it was, like help the customer in a different way or do something extra, like really help to get the solution right away. Yep. 100%. So is there like a, a book or can you name a book that changed or influenced your life in a big way? And I know you read a ton of books. So I know this is a difficult question, but what, uh, comes, what comes to mind right now when you hear that question, what book would you pick? You know, um, oh man, that's a tough one. And, and I mean, there's certain books I read all the time. So uh, War of Art by Stephen Pressfield is amazing. 
I, I love the audiobook version of it too. Um, you know, just about getting stuff done, battling yeah. the resistance. Um, you know, Think and Grow Rich Napoleon Hill is a classic. Uh, and then I love biographies. I love stories of business. Um, you know, Jim Henson's biography is amazing. Uh, and then recently I, you know, I got to interview Pat Williams who co-founded the, or founded the Orlando magic basketball team here. And he's, if you look at his life, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the guys, uh, I can't, the podcast is amazing, but he's ran 56 marathons, written a hundred books. He invented like three of the mascots, co-founded two teams. I mean, just like this litany of things. And he's the most humble guy, but um, his latest book, Character Carved in Stone, I was listening to it right before all this stuff happened. And I was thinking about it because we, we think things are tough, but then you look back at World War I, World War II, these guys that were thrown into the midst of the scariest things. His, his, his story about Schwarzkopf, you know, picking up his soldiers after him being blown apart, essentially. And, you know, it's like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> you know, yeah, getting those stories. You know. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I mean, getting those stories now um, and finding those stories, those are super important to me. And then, I mean, I, I, I read the Tao Te Ching every day too. So that's probably an important one to me too. So it's influenced me. I've been reading that since I was 12. Wow. So <laughs> let's, let's stick in that a little bit. <laughs> why, why, why do you keep going back? Like, I mean, obviously you're getting something out of it each time you read it or you hope you get something mm. new out of it. And, uh, you know, it's not just 12 pages. It's a bit more. <laughs> yeah. So what, why is this book so important? It's, I mean, if you really read it, every personal development, every self-help book comes out of it. It's every idea that really works from stoicism to, I mean, even the Bible. Um, there's a lot of those philosophies lie within every philosophy that we have. So, and there's a lot of, uh, paradoxes in it and there's a lot of ways of thinking and, and centering yourself. And every time I read it, I get something else out of it. And it, it's, it's amazing that it just applies to that day. And I pick a verse and read it and think about it. So it's, it's, and I've studied a lot of different books around it, but just the idea of, you know, action without action is it being without being, it's like, how to take action without having being invested in it um, is absolutely crucial. It's like you do your work and then you, you step away from it. And I think that, that, you know, when it comes to like making video or selling, it's like, I am not my work. I, I am not this. It is what I do and whatever happens, happens. Um, I, that to me is an absolute crucial philosophy and, and the idea of emptiness and, and really that, the, everything's utility is in its emptiness is a big philosophy that I try to remember too, and being open. Um, and that's where, I mean, when it comes to sales, you know, if you go into this, yes, you want to guide towards a sale, but you need to go into it with open mind, open heart, and really listen to the people. And if you do that, you will be an incredible salesperson. Even if you don't sell them, you know, I always, like I was saying before, I always want to leave someone. If I can't help you, I'm going to send you someplace that I do. And if you're open, you're going to be, you're going to have that. And that book just reminds me of it every time I yeah. read it. Yeah. I love that. That That's my philosophy too. Like if you're not my soulmate client, 
And I feel in the conversation that I do not want to work with you. I can't serve you at my best. Um, I sent you somewhere else. Someone else might be the perfect fit for you if I'm not. And I, I think it's also like the, the mindset shift in the entrepreneur. I'm sending business to someone else, right? But I, I think like this attitude of giving, that changes everything because there is enough for everybody. And if you give and you're not afraid of giving because you're sending business away, God forbid, <laughs> then, you know, you open up to abundance because yeah. you know the next, the next client is a perfect fit probably, or maybe someone sends someone your way and uh, that, you know, that being open and giving and serving and just, you know, wanting to make the world a better place and, wanting to make sure that where, whoever you are in contact with, they are better off after that conversation, no matter yep. what the results, if they work with you or if they don't work with you or whatever it is. I agree completely. I mean, if you have that attitude, you're going to sell really well. If you, as long as you ask for the sale. Well, but yeah. You're going to do well. Good, good, good <laughs> reminder, ask for the sale. And you can do that in a very nice way that's not pushy, slimy, or sleazy. <laughs> so, yeah, just like, hey, is this going to work for you? And then keep exactly. your mouth shut. I, you know, I, I, I want to give one, I, I don't like, quote unquote, sales tactics a lot of the time. But one tactic that I think everyone needs to learn is probably one of the hardest ones is you ask for the sale and then shut up. Yes. And it's really, I, I learned that early on and still yeah. hard for me to do. And it's like, it's amazing because like 15 seconds can seem like 15 years mm -hmm. when some, everyone's quiet. But I, I promise you people, if you're listening to this and you Im implement that after you ask for a sale, you get quiet. The person that speaks first is going to lose. So. <laughs> I love that you just said that. I learned that a long time ago and it was such a tough learning to not, speak to not fill that room to mm -hmm. leave that room open and empty and up to the other person to say something and it's so true i've made so many deals because in that moment where you are quiet the other person has a space to think about the yes and the no and you should not interfere with their thoughts yep yes so yeah. what a what a wonderful advice to finish this off i just i love it it's so important um, it's something that I emphasize with my clients all the time. You make your offer and you shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's hard. Practice it's it. super hard, especially for women. It's super hard. <laughs> it's super, super hard. And uh, yeah, I remember like when I was still in corporate, I had um, a really enthusiastic person on my team. And I was listening to his conversation. He made the offer. It was a high ticket offer. And then in the same sentence, it was like, well, do you want to do it? And if not, that's fine too. <laughs> and, you know, I was always almost falling off of my chair, uh, hearing, you know, like having such a great conversation. And obviously the other person was interested. Otherwise they wouldn't have lasted that long on the phone. And then it's kind of, you know, and then he was quiet, not a long time, but I was just, oh, so mind blowing to see that. And to understand like what you need to teach people that they are quiet, that they can stand and there's all of their energy behind the offer they just made. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So that people can get 
a really, really cool idea of how to do their videos. You're providing them with a storyboard video blueprint. And I'm so grateful because it's a real course. You usually, when you do that with people, you charge $2,500. So this is like real value, not some made up value, <laughs> right? No, people is... really get something. And um, I'm, I'm lucky, like the moment we speak, I'm still going through that <laughs> um, with your guidance. And um, I, I have to say, it's amazing. And you guys, Thank when you. you get that, the storyboard video blueprint at storycruise.com forward slash hard sells. And it's also in the resource section um, in the show notes. You have 30 days because you need to take action. So you go in there, it's a five day course and you have quite some homework. But once you figure that out, once you got the system, you can shoot like all of your videos. You know what you do. And it's going to make you know exactly how to format them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've used this to, we literally shot 120 videos in day and a half for a client and he was burnt out, but (laughs) we, we that's not good advertisement for you. (laughs) No, no. I mean, you shouldn't, I'm saying you shouldn't expect 120 videos, Yeah. (laughs) but I'm saying we had planned them out and made 120 awesome videos in a day and a half because we planned that well. He, yes. he was, he, he was a super high energy, like high level client. So, but that's the level that you can do with this and you can get it out, out, out. You can easily shoot a video a day and you have the system and you'll know what to do when you do go through the system and they work. Yeah. Like even if you shoot a video a day and you do it like five or seven days in a row, you've got a lot of content. You will. And you'll know yeah, and- have exactly how to format it, exactly what to say in it, exactly what to do how to shoot it, where to put it, what platforms to use. You'll have that entire plan. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you being on the show, sharing those golden nuggets. And I hope that people take tons of action. And yeah, please like, you know, hop on social media, check, definitely check out the garlic marketing show. It's amazing. And, you know, leave leave Ian some comments, like let him know how you're doing this uh, storyboard video blueprint. Right. And don't forget to CC me or send me <laughs> your feedback as well, because I want to know as well, like, what are you getting out of it? And um, how, how does it change your business? Because like more than ever, video is like the thing right now that is going to make a huge difference to whatever you do to your message, helping you to get your message to the right people. So thank you so, so much for your time. And yeah, have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Well, that was quite an episode. Now I know what positive manipulation is and I also understood why it's important. So I wonder how do you feel about this? If you feel like reaching out, I would love to hear from you. You can always write an email to info at christineschlonsky.com. And you can also hop over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, find episode 217 with the show notes, the key points, the transcripts, and the resources to Ian is amazing gift, the 30 day free access to the storyboard video blueprint workshop, and all the links that connect you to Ian are just one click away. Thank you so much for having been here. I hope you are doing well, your loved ones are well, your family is well, stay safe and sane. And I'm looking forward for you to tune in to the next episode. Thank you so much. Lots of sunshine from Germany. And I'm saying bye for now.